This is the Extreme Threads Lacrosse Classified Podcast with Jake Elliott and Brad Challoner. The hottest storylines and biggest names from the NLL and across the lacrosse world. Now here's Jake and Brad. What's going on, lacrosse fans? Welcome back to Extreme Threads Lacrosse Classified here on the Lacrosse All-Stars Podcast Network. You just heard Chantel Chen there say, here's Jake and Brad. Well, that's not the case this week, folks. It's just me. It's just Jake Elliott Jumbo with you here on a Tuesday as Brad. Well, let's uh, let's get into this right off the top here. Uh, Brad Challoner, who has been on the podcast uh, for the last couple of weeks and done the podcast with me for uh, the last number of years before Evan joined the podcast, uh, came back for the summer, but unfortunately Brad has, well, not unfortunately for Brad, that's not the right word to use, because it's a good thing for Brad that he has got a pretty significant promotion in his other career at his radio station job, and uh, with a young family and his house on the market for sale, can just not commit the time that he needs to, that he feels he needs to, uh, to participate in Lacrosse Classified each week. So Brad Challoner, unfortunately, will be, now I'm going to use unfortunately, will be stepping away from the podcast for the foreseeable future as I'll go it alone here today. We'll see how that goes. And uh, moving forward, I got a couple of irons in the fire. I'm not going to let you guys down. We're going to keep this thing going regardless of the circumstances here. And uh, we'll figure it out. As we go, but today it's just me. You're stuck with just me. I hope you stick around as uh, we got some things to talk about this week here on Lax Class and a couple of people to talk to as well. We're going to uh, we're going to check in over in the east, see what's going on in major series lacrosse in Ontario, Junior A lacrosse, maybe a little Junior B as well. As we'll check in with lacrosse superstar Pat Gregoire, Spicy Pat, Smoking Pat, you name it. Pat Gregoire will join us here in about uh, 15 minutes' time from now. And then uh, we'll welcome back an old voice to the podcast. And my old partner, Evan Sheminar, will be back on the podcast here. We'll have an extended chat with Evan on the back half of the podcast here. He's going to break down the NLL expansion lists that have been released out here today. Uh, the lists starting to trickle in as we record here on a Tuesday morning. Uh, coming out, so we'll uh, we'll have an extended chat with Evan about that, and uh, I think Evan might even step in for a round of Who You Got this week, just for fun, because I'm by myself, and it's not as fun to play Who You Got with nobody. So, there you go. Uh, Pat Gregoire, Evan Scheminauer coming up on the program. Uh, we still got to get to Stampede Tax Weekly Lax Class Report Cards here, and... Stampy Tech, you probably know by now, but just in case you don't, they're more than just a boot store. They carry a wide range of hats, keep protected from the sun, the rain, the hats for camping, fishing, hiking, anything you do outdoors, they got a hat for it. You can find them online at stampy.ca, where shopping online is still shopping local. And uh, speaking of hats, we may give away another cowboy hat at the end of the program here if we can uh come up with another idea to do that and go along with maybe some thunder tickets we'll see um so weekly lax class report cards here i think uh because it's me i get to pick whether i want to start with an f or start with an a i think we're going to start from the bottom and work our way to the top this week uh so let's start with our f here and 
it's been a bit of a slow week as far as lacrosse news and notes go, I would say. So um, the Fs that we have this week, the F and the D, I should say, are not nearly as egregious uh, as we've had over the first couple of weeks. But our F this week goes to the Junior B Tier 1 League here in British Columbia. I don't know if you've caught wind of this or not, but with about two, two and a half weeks left in the regular season, the Board of Governors in the Junior B Tier 1 League got together and decided, <clears throat> excuse me, that whoever finished first in the regular season was going to go straight to Founders, and then the second and third place teams would play for the provincial title. And I don't even believe that the first place team plays throughout the playoffs. They've just decided whoever finishes first in the regular season is going to Founders, and this came down with about three weeks to go in the season. So a couple of teams and coaches around the league are going, like, what is this? We cannot catch the first place team. Now we have no chance to go to Founders. What are we motivating these kids for? Yeah, provincial title is cool, but, I mean, the ultimate goal when you start the season is to go to the championship. And, yeah, you probably should have probably played a little bit harder in the regular season if you would have known that, but to kind of make that announcement right near the end of the season I don't know, kind of yanks the sheet right out of uh, underneath a bunch of teams there that now are not going to have a chance to go to Founders because I think the main thing, and it's, and it's Coquitlam that's going to go, they don't have a chance to catch Coquitlam in the regular season after they've announced this. And I kind of get why they do it, and it's more than anything, it's for fundraising so teams can get their finances in order to make the trip, which I believe is in Manitoba this year, uh, so they can start raising funds to have their team travel uh, and, and know in advance so they can raise that money. So I kind of get it, but if you're going to make an announcement like that, do it at the start of the re- do it at the start of the season so every team knows what's on the line heading into the year. So Junior B Tier 1 Rules Committee, you get my F this week. Uh, D, letter grade D. Letter grade D is going to go out to any team that does not put name bars on the back of their jerseys, especially at the major level, like Junior A and up. Put name bars. I know you got call-ups and trades happen. It takes a minute for guys to get new team, you know, get guys' names on the back of their jerseys if they're new to the team. But for your your main chunk of your roster and your jerseys, and yeah, even if you go third jerseys, if you're going to do it, do it right. And... The reason for this is, like, when I watch a game and I see, I'm going to say Challen Rogers because I just watched the Oakville Rock and they don't have name bars on the back of their jerseys. When I watch Challen Rogers run up the floor, I know, oh, there's 23, there's Challen Rogers. But for somebody that's watching the game that may be new to the game or just a casual fan or even in the arena watching and, and going, man, that guy's really good. I wonder what his name is because he doesn't have a name bar on the back of his jersey, and and this leads me up to Team Canada here, who at the last World Championships didn't put names on the back of the jerseys, and I get it. You're playing for the logo on the front, not the name on the back, and the country and the pride and the Maple Leaf and all that is way more important than your name on your back of your jersey, but again, it's not about that. It's about marketing your players and the sport to existing and new fans that want to connect 
with our national players. And I just think if you don't do this, you're doing a huge disservice to people that are in the arena watching going, man, I'd really like to know. And, yeah, not everybody's going to buy a program or spend the five bucks to go out and buy a program so they can look and go, oh, okay, 16, that's Chris Corbeil or whatever. So I think it's a pretty simple thing to do. I don't know how cost costly it is. I don't think it's all that costly either to sew some name bars on the back of your – just do it. Spend the extra time. Do it right. And uh, – Help grow the game. Help engage your fans. So, teams with no name bars on the back of your jerseys, you get my letter grade D here on Weekly Report Cards. Uh, C letter grade. Now, we know what C is. This is not something that's great. This is not something that's bad. This is just something that's something. And I caught wind uh, earlier in the week. Uh, some of you may know, some of you may not. I used to work for the Minnesota Swarm back in the early 2010s, 11, 12, back in that range there. Uh, spent two, three great years in Minnesota working with uh, John Arlotta and the Minnesota Swarm. And one of the guys that worked for the Swarm and, and still did down in Georgia to this point was a guy by the name of Alex Shimke. And Alex did a lot for my career while I was in Minnesota, and he did so much for the Swarm organization, I believe over 11 long years there for Alec between Minnesota and Georgia. Funny story about Alec, and, and you know, Minnesota was there for a while. Alec had just kind of, you know, got planted, and he was feeling pretty good about things, went out and bought a house in St. Paul, and about two weeks later, John Arlaro decided to move the team to Georgia, and uh, Alex had to put his house out for rent and then eventually sell it. But anyway, so Alex Shimke, who I got a lot of time for and a, a friend of mine after 11 years is leaving the Minnesota Swarm and uh, they're going to miss that guy because he literally did all for that team uh, from the beginning to the end, uh, ran right up the ladder and, and essentially was John's right-hand man when it came to game day operations and all the rest of it. So um Happy trails, Alex Shimke, a stranger buddy, and, and I hope uh, you stay connected to the game in some capacity. B letter grade, the Berards and Adnax trade here, and, and I'm going to put it on the Berard side for the B because here this year in particular, we've seen New West go out and bolster their lineup. We've seen the Shamrocks go out and do it. We've seen Burnaby uh, bring in some veterans and and uh, I don't think they're quite done yet either, by the way. We'll maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later. But the Maple Ridge Marauds are going for the Man Cup this year after being there a couple of times and coming up short with it being at home here. This is the year that Maple Ridge wants to go for it. And, and mind you, they've lost a few games in a row here. But they go out and they acquire Westberg, Alex Bull, Brett Kajula, and Christian Del Bianco. They give up a lot. They give up a couple of first-round picks, and, and Del Bianco, Berg, and Bull are just rental players. We'll go back to the ad next next year, and, of course, they've gone out. They've gotten Ryan Keenan. They've gotten Jeff Shatler. Um, you know, McIntyre have yet to play, but they're going to be there. This is going to be a stacked Birds team. Uh, they got to get it together, though. They've lost a few games in a row, and I think there's a lot of new moving pieces there, and they just kind of have to make it all fit a little bit. Uh, we'll see what happens in Burnaby tonight. Is a, a big game going down in the swamp between the Lakers and Burrards, kind of for first place in that uh, in the WLA. So that's going to be. Uh, I'm hearing all hands on deck for that game for both teams. So uh, should be an entertaining one. I will have to call for you on play full screen 
tonight. Uh, so check that out. Um, so I just think that we've seen year after year after year the East and all these star-studded lineups, and they come west or they load it up when they're in the East. And BC has just not really had a legitimate shot to win in a long, long time. And I think this year, more than any other, with what's going on in the East, what's going on here in the West, this is uh, the best shot that the West is going to have to win a Man Cup in, in a long time. And uh, I give Lance Andre and, and the management staff there in Maple Ridge a lot of credit for it's not a cheap proposition, but they're rolling the dice. They're going for it all, and uh, they're selling out to make it happen. So, Burrards, you get my B. B for the Burrards. One more letter grade to go, and that is A. Letter grade A, that's the top of the heap. And I got a couple here. Quickly, I want to give a quick letter grade A to my man, Scott Bones Jones, who last Friday night put up a 10 spot, and I think that's got to be a career high for Scott Jones. I think he had six goals and four assists in that game for the Lakers in, in a win for them. And... I'm not sure I've ever seen Scott Jones play better lacrosse than he did last Friday night. So, Bonesy, you get uh, you get an A. And the other A I'm going to give out um, goes to, and I want to make sure I get the name here right, uh, and I probably should have been a little more prepared for it. Scott Godfrey gave me uh, a call a couple of days ago, and he is with uh, an autism group from Calgary. And Christian Del Bianco got hooked up with these guys with him being back in Calgary and really formed a relationship with these guys uh, over the course of the year there in Calgary. And uh, it's the Autism Aspenger's Friendship Society of Calgary that was formed back in 2002. Long story short here, um, they've really, this group has become really connected with the sport of lacrosse and a bunch of different NLL players. And uh, they're going to come west. They're coming out in July for a few days, they're going to check out a Berard's practice. They're going to go to Smith Box. They're going to go to the Hall of Fame. Um, they're going to attend a, a junior game, I believe, in Coquitlam. So I'm going to hook up with these guys at some point, and uh, apparently they all listen to the podcast. I wanted to make sure I get this in because I just think it's absolutely amazing what not only the sport of lacrosse and, and connecting with with a group like this can do not only for them but for the people that are helping out with them the the reward that you get back and and the looks on these kids faces and and some of them aren't kids some of them are adults and there's a wide spectrum um of people in this group and i just uh i wanted to get this in here they're coming out july 11th and uh i'm gonna hook up with them at some point maybe go out to the box meet a few guys and uh show them around the town a little bit and it's going to be a great time. I know a bunch of other NLL guys are going to be out there as well, junior players. And uh, it's going to be a fantastic few days with the Avengers Autism Group. So, uh, Scott Godfrey, you and your gang get the letter A here on Lax Class Weekly Report Cards. Um, I think that's going to take us to our first break. This is really weird for me to be doing by myself. I'm doing a lot of talking. It'd be weird if I didn't because nobody else would be talking. But now I'm going to take a break so I can talk to somebody else as we will go across the country and talk to lacrosse superstar Pat Gregoire. Lacrosse Flash. Smoking Patty on the other side here on Extreme Threads. Lacrosse Classified on the Lax All-Stars Podcast Network.
Pure Vita Labs is proud to bring you the highest quality sports supplements on the market. PVL products are 100% all natural with no artificial flavors, colors, or sweeteners. And the entire line is also informed choice certified. We designed all our products with the athlete in mind. We look forward to being a part of your athletic achievements, helping you push the bar higher, win at the highest levels, and set personal records for years to come. Hey, this is John Webb, co-owner and GM of the Covert Kodiaks. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified on Lax All-Stars, growing the game one podcast at a time. Welcome back to Lacrosse Classified here on the Lax All-Stars Podcast Network. You heard it right there, Pure Vital Labs, one of our fabulous sponsors here on Lacrosse Classified. Anything else would be on Sportsmanlike, Informed Choice Certified Products, All Natural Supplements, uh, Marnie McCool, Kylie Oldmiller, Del Bianco, Pace, Dixon, Crowley, Crawford, Rogers, uh, just signed Ryland Reese, all sorts of lacrosse players on PVL Supplements. You should check them out and uh, get on them too. As we're now joined by lacrosse superstar, it's Pat Gregoire joining us from the Lacrosse Flash. Pat, uh, thanks for doing this. Welcome back. No, no problem. I like the rhyme there, but uh, a little bit of false advertisement, I think. I appreciate it, though. Oh, well, you know, speaking of rhymes, Pat, uh, that that was one of the lines from the rap lyrics uh, that I wrote down for your intro. I was supposed to head <laughs> down to the... To the studio, and uh, me and Chancellor, we're gonna we're gonna drop a beat and and uh, record record some lyrics. Um, things didn't pan out that way. I was I was kind of contemplating. Well, should I just do this myself? Should I just uh, lay it out and throw it out there? But then I I did it, and I kind of wasn't really happy with it. So I I don't know. I I got some lyrics here for you, Pat Gregoire, but uh, maybe I'll share those with you, and then we'll we'll talk about things. Uh, as we move along here, I'm I'm not giving up on the idea, but uh, I, I'm not. I love quite, it. I'm not quite ready to just just put it out there. Yeah, I don't know if the world's ready. Yeah, no, no. Um, you know, especially you know with Jenner putting his down, I got to come up with something better than that, obviously. And uh, it's it's not as easy as you think. Uh, oh. Busting out a rap, it's just not. Oh. Um, so anyway, thanks for doing this. Uh, why don't we start with your Ironheads, your WD? What is that? West Durham? Is that that what that stands for? Yeah, yeah, West Durham. So uh, Durham's a region just east of uh, of Toronto, built up with uh, Pickering, Ajax, Whitby, and Oshawa mainly. So we're the west side of it. So most of our kids are, are from Pickering and Ajax, which is the West Durham minor program as well. Okay. Uh, but because we're so close to Toronto as well, we get a ton of kids from uh, from the beaches and the uh, Toronto Stars, which is the Scarborough program. So gotcha. basically, we'd be East East Toronto, I guess, is probably the closest thing. But the minor programs West Durham, so that's why we kept that moniker. The Ironheads. Uh, now you mentioned you could be. You're, what do you, what's going on? You're heading into playoffs right now. You got a matchup. Are you into your series? I'm not. I'm not up to date. So keep me keep me up to date here. Yeah, yeah, no worries. So right now we're uh, one, uh, we're tied at ones with uh, the Green Gales right now. Oh. Finished second. Powerhouse. Uh, so uh, yeah, powerhouse. Uh, you know, a divisional, a regional rival for us, and uh, kind of weird in in the uh, OJBLL uh, for seeding for at least in the East, the top three teams. So the the divisional winners actually get to choose who they play in the first round. 
Uh, so to, yeah, so I'm sorry. We're so I, I'm <laughs> sorry. I, I went off, uh, off the top of the show here about the BC junior tier one league here and what they've done with, you know, giving the automatic bid to the founders for the first place, regular season team. Uh, what you just said right there, Pat Gregoire, that, that takes it to a whole another right. level here. And you, you're telling me, I just want to be, I want to make sure I'm clear. I want to make sure I'm clear on this. If you finish in the top three of the regular season standings in Ontario Junior B Lacrosse, you get to pick, you get to choose who you want to play in the first round of the playoffs. That is correct. So if you finish in the top three, you get to choose from the five, the six, uh, the seven, so, or the eight. Okay. And then whoever so does first place four, get first pick? Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wild. That is crazy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So long story short, I mean, we ended up, you know, getting picked second by the Gales. Uh, they felt that it was a good matchup for them, and they did beat us uh, twice in the regular season. Obviously, it's close. So uh, because of our division, it, it goes pretty much from where, you know, all the way out in Orangeville, which is, you know, west and north of, of Toronto, all the way um, – you know, past Ottawa and up into, you know, almost Montreal with oh, Canada. The travel is pretty crazy. So that's how they kind of allow it. Well, to that, maybe save that makes teams. a little more sense. That makes sense. Yes. And what is the yes. fir- first round's the best of three? Uh, first round's best of five. So best. we're tied 1 1. We took the first game. They took the second game. Both have been really close games. Okay. I think a little bit closer than probably the Green Gales expected it to be. Um, as you know, like I said, they picked us the first round, but we kind of use that as a little bit of you know sure. motivation, right? Sure. And uh, I'm proud of the guys. We're, we're tied 1 1. We're happy with the, the first um, you know playoff victory in Ironhead's franchise uh, history who finished the most regular season wins. We're happy with it. We're just not content with it. And I, I think the guys are, are ready to continue to make history. The for program, program, the program is growing, uh, making history day by day here for the Ironheads. Good stuff. Pat Gregoire. Um, a couple of deals have gone down. One in junior, one in senior there in the East. Let's talk about that junior deal here quickly. First, uh, Orangeville paying a pretty hefty price to, to pick up uh, Donville. W- was he worth what the Hornheads paid? You know what? I think if they end up winning the Ontario championship, go into, you know, a Minto and, and, and get a championship, I think the price is, you know, the okay, price let is me, right. Let me perfect. ask you this way then, Pat. Do you think Donville puts Orangeville in the driver's seat to make it out of Ontario? I, I think so. I think it, I think he separates them from the rest of the pack. I, I like I said a few weeks ago. I felt like Orangeville was one of, if not the best team. Now, since I said that, I feel like I should be eating my words because it seems like every other night uh, there's a big upset in Ontario Junior A Lacrosse, which is great. I'm, I'm not, I'm not upset to see that, but I do think uh, that Orangeville is probably the most well-rounded team. They don't have too many outright studs, if you will. Uh, they're a very good coach team. Uh, I think that they probably have the best young goalie um you know in lacrosse right now our best young prospect in ryan hartley uh and then you pick up a guy like jonathan donville who you know last year had i think about it was like 85 or 84 points um he's a you know he's a really talented right-handed uh scorer he's a great distributor 
and I think he's going to have some chemistry with some of those guys already. Kyle Waters is having a great season as well. And I think um, a, a guy that has proven, although he hasn't you know, won a Minto and he hasn't won an Ontario championship, but a couple of years ago, uh, he was such a big player for that Mimico squad. Mm-hmm. That kind of surprised people. Uh, knocked off Brampton in the semifinals, ended up losing um, to Six Nations in the Ontario finals, but still getting that berth to the Minto. Right. Uh, and he was a stud. He 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 really stepped up, and I think that's also what Orangeville wanted. They want a guy that has the capability to take over a game, and I think he's going to be able to do that for this Yeah, you, you look at Burlington, who's at the top of the standings right now, 6-2 and two at home, 6-1 and one on the road, 12-3 and three overall, pretty impressive stuff. St. Catharines, 17 games played already for St. Kitts. Yeah, at twelve and five. Uh, they're seven and one at home, but just above five hundred on the road. And then Orangeville comes in at eleven two and one, eight and zero at the Bunny Barn, but just over five hundred on the road. So it really kind of looks to me like home floor advantage is going to be real crucial going into this playoffs here in Junior A. Oh, absolutely. It's it's you can tell, like you you said it right there. It, it's actually pretty crazy to see. Um, you pretty much look down. At the entire standing. Yeah, everybody's pretty of, good at home. Yeah, outside of Peterborough, uh, Kitchener, Waterloo, and, and Barry, everyone is above five hundred. Yeah, that's crazy uh, at home. And yeah. I think it's I think it's just with the different arenas that we have in Ontario, each arena kind of has their own little quirk to it. Like uh, you, like you said, Orangeville, they play on the Friday night. It's always a ruckus crowd. Um, you know, you, you look at, you know, with six nations, uh, another great building, uh, you, you also can even see like a t- like a, an arena, like, the like Ted Reeve arena for the beaches. I know they're down the standings, but they have a pretty decent home record. They've got the turf. It's a low roof. Uh, they they usually play on Thursday nights. They get a pretty good crowd. So I think each each barn and each fan base kind of has their own little quirk that uh, the teams feed off of, and, and it and it really shows that uh, you know coming down the stretch, uh, home floor is going to play a huge huge factor, especially with yeah like a team like Orangeville because you know they're going to pack that place. They pack it for regular season. Once playoff comes around, uh, you know that's one of the a really really cool atmosphere that I feel like everyone should should see at some point. Yeah, I had a firsthand uh, experience back in 1993, Pat Gregoire for the wow. Cup, wow. and uh, that's a that's a week I will never forget. That is uh, for sure. Let's uh, turn our attention here to the major series lacrosse uh, league, Pat Gregoire. Uh, big game last night between Oakville and Brampton. Brampton getting over on Oakville, who went out and, and made another deal uh, with Brooklyn, who is just, you know, acquiring draft picks like they're going out of style here. Um, one of the players not in the lineup, and Chris Bushy, who may be the focal point of that deal, but uh, a big win for Brampton to kind of stay within striking distance here of 4-4 four and four Oak, Oakville and, and Coburg sitting there at 5-3, and three, so... Uh, it's been a tough year here for the Brooklyn Lacrosse Club, but any one of those remaining five teams there have a chance to make the playoffs still. Yeah, they they really do, and I think that 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 Brampton win last night was so so big. Obviously, now they're just two points behind Oakville, like you said, and it kind of not only does that, but it also gives them and that young core uh, a boost of confidence, which I think they needed because they were. They're, they're in a ton of games. 
Um, they, they're like, like I said, I think it was a few weeks ago. I mentioned that their record is, it doesn't really indicate what type of team they are. Um, they're a fast team out the back door. They've got a lot of young, um, quick transition players that can really, really dictate the pace. Last night, I thought um, Adam Wiedemann and Connor Sellers were showstoppers. They were unbelievable. Um, and then you look up at the front end, um, Jeff T. I mean, he he didn't do much last night, but I thought that was more or less because of how well you know, guys like Brad Cree and Challen Rogers really took away the time and space from him. Yeah. Um, but he kept getting up every single time he get knocked to the turf, he get back up, he continued to fight through. And then he ended up scoring a huge goal in overtime because the rock kind of gave him a little bit too much time and space. And he pots one right in the back of the net. But one thing for, for me that, that I think Brampton, if they're going to want to make the playoffs, they're going to need more performances from Nolan Clayton like we saw last night. And I was talking to Steven Stamp a little earlier today, and he was asking me about the game. And he said, Clayton, looks like he must have had a brilliant game. And I said, you know what? He really didn't. And I don't want to. He's just solid. He's just solid. But that's exactly it. Brampton did such a good job just keeping the shots to the outside. All Clayton really had to do was stop the outside shots and limit the rebounds. And that's exactly what he did yeah. because Oakville, much like the Toronto rock, uh, they're a very perimeter offense and they shoot from the outside and guys like Brandon Slade, Rob Hellier, those guys are then crashing the net and trying to grab those rebounds, put away the garbage. Uh, but Clayton was eating everything up. Well, that's what he and, likes. He likes those outside shots and, and has yep. good rebound control. And that, that plays yep. right into his style of goaltending. As exactly. we speak with Pat Gregoire, a couple of more minutes here. Uh, why don't we talk about this Iroquois Nationals 34-man roster that was released uh, a couple of days ago, Pat? You're, a lot of Eastern products on that Iroquois mm-hmm roster and maybe the best nationals roster i've ever seen at 34 and they got to get this thing down to 23 and i kind of glossed over it i think i can kind of pick out the eight guys that are are going to be left off that team but you're going to get some guys probably like zed williams jeff shatler they're going to have to go back and into the back end and play in a transition role because they have so much firepower up front um, where does the rubber hit the road for you? Is it in goal? Do they got enough in goal here to, to compete with Canada? I, I think the good thing about this is the fact that it's a tournament style and it's, it's kind of a, you know, a shorter, we're not talking about a full season. Whereas, you know, if Doug Jamison or Warren Hill kind of catches fire here, um, and it's one game, I, right? Like, I mean, right. It's, that's what I mean. And if they can catch fire in this one game, and I, for me, I think, yes, I think it is enough. We've seen Doug Jamison and Warren Hill. Obviously, Warren Hill, a little bit of a smaller sample size. But Jamison was unbelievable at some points this season. Warren Hill had a great year. I think they have enough offensive firepower to kind of get in a run-and-gun match with Canada. Um, and I do think they have enough defensive help. And like you said, Maybe they don't have as many stay-at-home defenders, uh, but they have so many guys that can play both ways. I think this is going to be a team that is going to be up and down the floor, guys jumping back, going up the O-door, playing D, and guys going out the D-door and jumping up in the offensive transition. Uh, this is going to be a fun team to watch. Yeah, regardless. real entertaining brand of lacrosse, right? Like It's going to be worth the price of admission just to watch the brand of lacrosse that the Iroquois are going to play. 
Absolutely. And you, you mentioned there are a ton of guys that are going to be able to play both sides of the ball. Like Thomas Hogarth was a name that kind of really jumped out to me. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to be a guy that, you know, you can put him pretty much anywhere on the floor. Vaughn Harris is another guy, like you already mentioned, Shatler uh, and, you know, Frank Brown, obviously kind of turning himself more into a, a defensive player, Brandon Bomber. And then even the guys that do go out the Odor and Randy Stotts and Lyle Thompson, if they have to go back uh, in reverse transition wow. and play a little D, Especially Lyle Thompson. Yeah, I mean, Lyle, could, yeah, no Lyle could be one of the best defenders in the league if he, if he wanted oh, to put his mind to it. 100%. Absolutely. There's no doubt about that. I think just the versatility of this roster, and if, you know, something's not working, you know, they're not gelling on offense, which I don't think is going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but they have options where you know what for a couple of shifts they throw shatler out, out you know out the odor get him to crash and bang um you know they can do the same thing with thomas hogarth on the other side i just think the versatility of this group with the creativity the creativity yeah. um paired with the offense this is a recipe for you know a potential upset and i think this like you said this scary. is for sure the best team yeah. and probably the most entertaining team i think we're ever going to see hit the floor Absolutely. um for speaking of uh lyle thompson i i just was while i was waiting for you here skimmed across a tweet of somebody asking him about uh his workout did you see the, the man drinks two gallons of water <laughs> yeah. per day just Wild. crazy. That is absolutely crazy. But uh, he also works out about two hours a day as well. So he probably yeah. needs that water much more than you and I do, Pat. Uh, last one for you is we're a little tight on time here, Pat. Uh, so I'm not going to go through every team with you, but uh, NLL expansion or protection lists were released here today. Uh, give me your top. You mentioned Connor Sellers, uh, who was left off of Georgia's protection. Give me your top three guys. Could be any position, any team. Top three guys you think that uh, were exposed here today. I think. Okay, if I gotta, if I have to pick here, I think my top three. Um, and I think this one really surprised a lot of people. Having you know, Sean Evans, you know him being not available or being available. Mm -hmm. He's a guy that I think immediately become a franchise player, obviously a little bit older, but a guy that you can build an offense. Yeah. He's your captain right off the bat. hundred percent. You slap a C on him. And that's a guy who has a major chip on his shoulder uh, because of, you know, being left off that Canada list. And then now this, uh, he's a guy that I would love to build my team around. Kevin Orleman in between the pipes. Mm. He's having an unbelievable season uh, in Ontario with Coburg. He's a guy that if you're looking to build a goalie uh, for maybe right now or in a couple of years, that's him. Ryan Hartley would be another option, but I don't know if he's ready to start games right now in the National Lacrosse League. Uh, and then the other one for me, I think, and maybe this is my East Coast bias, Curtis Knight. He's a guy that I've, I've always thought he's one of the most underrated players. He's a guy that, you know, even in Brooklyn last year, in the last couple of years, he'll go out and play transition. Uh, he's a guy that when, you know, the lights get bright, he plays the biggest. He's always been big in those yeah. NLL Cup finals. He's he's won, I think, three Canadian University championships where he's been the MVP twice with Guelph. Uh, he's a guy that he's a gamer and he's always going to come up uh, a couple of Minto Cups as well for him, too. And the so other, I think. Yeah, sorry, Pat. Sorry, the other, I was just going to say the other thing with Curtis Knight is that if the if he does get selected, whichever team picks him knows that Saskatchewan has four first round picks and. 
are probably going to pay the price to get him back, that which yeah. they can turn into to something else. So you're going Evans, Knight, and Orleman. That's your that's your top three. That's the top three off the top of my head, and I know there's a fat there for sure, for sure, for sure, guys that I'm forgetting about. Yeah, no, but, I mean uh, it's it's, it's just, a lot to digest right off the get go. Absolutely, and I think I think both these teams are probably foaming at the mouth because last year there was a lot of really really good players yeah. uh, left exposed. I think this year uh, the list is even better, yeah. even better. Yeah, I I tend to agree. Hey Pat, uh, thanks for making time for doing this, and and who knows, maybe uh, you'll you'll start making a little bit more time as we move along here through the summer. Um, but for now, we'll bid you adieu, and uh, I'm sure we'll catch up sooner than later. Of course. As always, thanks for having me, buddy. My pleasure. That was lacrosse superstar Pat Gregoire from the lacrosse flash. Uh, we got to take a break, and then I'll bring my old buddy back. Evan Schemenauer is on the other side. You got it locked right here on Extreme Threats, lacrosse classified on the Lax All-Stars Podcast Network. Serving the business and sports community since 2018, Extreme Threads provides custom design apparels around the world. Specializing in lacrosse, they deliver exceptional quality and service, customizing box and field team apparel and uniforms. Extreme Threads offers free design work and takes the time to ensure you get exactly what you need for your team or club. Contact Extreme Threads at sales at extremethreads.ca for your custom apparel needs today. Hi, it's Dan Dawson from the San Diego Seal. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified on Lax All-Stars. All right, Lacrosse fans, welcome back to Extreme Threads Lacrosse Classified. You just heard from our title sponsor right there, Extreme Threads. Find them at extremethreads.ca. Customize your team with Extreme Field Lacrosse season just around the corner. I know if you own a company, lots of companies have to do up their employees in apparel, whatever that may be. Extreme Threads are your people. Sales at ExtremeThreads.ca. Get a hold of them. Mention my name. Get some free stuff. And get some quality product to go along with it. It's a win-win situation. So why wouldn't you? Uh, it's Jake Kelly with you and now joined by a familiar voice to the podcast here. My old partner. Could be my new partner, too. We'll see what happens. Uh, Evan, welcome back, my man. Oh, good to, good to be back. It's been a while, yeah. It's, and uh, with everything that's happened today, I don't think we got any shortage of what to talk about. No, I think we're probably in for a long conversation here. Uh, the, the news of the day is obviously the NLL expansion lists, uh, protection lists have been released. Now... Uh, you did up an article on Lacrosse All-Stars, Random Thoughts. If you haven't checked it out, uh, you like to do your predictions. Um, do we want to get to the number right off the top here on how you did numbers-wise on who you thought was going to be protected and who actually was protected? Would you go? You went 84% last uh, last time around. What would you do this this time? They haven't calculated yet because oh! we're recording this. We're recording this 20 minutes after we've seen the list. So okay. you know, for the fans out there, we're like you're getting our instantaneous reaction to this because we've just seen this. And a lot of this is what, huh? You know, there's some guys that 
there is no way we could have ever predicted would not be protected in this yeah, yeah. go-around. I figured you just would have whipped out the calculator right off the get-go, being an accountant and everything, and uh, you would have you done but that have right. Day job. <laughs> yeah, I thought you would have done that right away. Um, so let's, let's do this then, Evan. Let's go through these team-by-team. Who was protected? Who's been left exposed? And then I think what we should do is make our picks on who we think Halif- or Rochester, excuse me, and uh, New York are going to pick from each team. And then once the expansion draft happens, we can revisit this. And uh, one of us can gloat and the other one uh, can get served some humble pie. How about that? Yeah, and the per, the predictions are always the tough part. I think I went 9 for 18 last year, and I was actually pretty good. Mm. Part of the issue is is that there are going to be trades. There are going to be agreements worked out to say, if you let me protect this guy, you can have two guys here. So there are, there are other deals, I'm certain, especially with some of these lists that are out, that those deals are still going to be worked out in the next two weeks. Sounds like you're just making excuses for doing poorly uh when when we make our selections here i'm just kidding evan you're right there's lots of lots of things that happen from now until july the 9th uh when the expansion draft will take place but we'll do our best and uh i've so i've kind of went through each of these and then listed down probably the top five six guys that'll be exposed and i could be wrong on this you're much more dialed in on contract situations than i am so this is good that you're here we'll go through these let's start with the buffalo bandits evan uh settle in so they're protected five forwards josh byrne dane smith chase fraser thomas hogarth and chris cluche uh they're defenders that are protected steve priolo Matt Gilray, Ian McKay, Justin Martin, Mitch Disnew, and goaltender Matt Vince. So the names here, Evan, that you did not hear on that protected list, Sean Evans, Corey Small, Jordan Durston, Nick Weiss, Kevin Brownell, Ethan O'Connor, Bryce Sweeting, and I put down Zach Higgins as well. Um... Evans and Small obviously jump off the page here, Evan. Durston, I think, uh, was a little eye-raising, but a, a deep offensive core there in Buffalo, and they had to leave somebody open. I wasn't actually expecting Durston to get picked, to get protected just because of how many guys there were. My my big thing was, was it going to be Corey Small or was it going to be Thomas Hogarth? And I figured they'll protect Small just because they can get Hogarth back for a smaller price. But Sean Evans not protected uh, – I mean, I'm scratching my head. This is the one roster I absolutely did the worst on. I only got seven of these 11 right because, you know, like, but who would have guessed Sean Evans not on that list? Like, it's it's mind-blowing. Yeah, no, not on Canada's 28-man roster and now left uh, exposed in the maybe they think because Sean Evans is such a veteran and his price tag and all the rest of it with it being an expansion team, maybe they just think that nobody's going to pick Sean Evans. I don't know. If I'm starting an no. expansion team, I'm going. I'm probably starting with Sean Evans. He's probably my first pick. I don't know. Um, so let's let's do it, Evan. Uh, if you're the New York Riptide or the Rochester Nighthawks, who are you taking from Buffalo? This one's simple now in my mind. It's Evans and it's small. 
I had Zach Higgins down as a question mark, and the reason I had down as a question mark was there aren't a lot of good goaltenders available in this draft. There's another team that's exposed somebody now that I'm going to say that's where they're going to go. Mm. With those two names, you cannot take Zach Higgins and not ignore those two names. Well, I think I can, Evan. I think I can ignore that. Um, I'm going to say Evans and Higgins. Evans and Higgins (laughs) are going to go. Okay? Got that down? Got it down. Moving along, the Calgary Roughnecks. They protect on offense Wesley Berg, Curtis Dixon, Dane Doby, Tyler Pace, and Jesse King. On defense, Tyson Bell, Reese Cali, Zach Courier, Eli Salama, and Mitch Wild. And, of course, goaltender Christian Del Bianco. So that, for the Calgary Roughnecks, leaves open Reese Dutch, Dan Taylor, Riley Lowen. Offensively, defensively, their captain, Dan McRae, Tyler Burton, Chad Cummings, Greggy Harnett, Anthony Kalinich I have listed down. We're not going to list everybody down because I think, you know, the likelihood of uh, Curtis Manning getting selected is very, very low. So I left guys like who I really didn't think were going to get picked at all off this list because we'd be here forever. So, again, here, Evan, uh, Dutch, Taylor, Lowen, McRae, Burton, Cummings, Harnett, Kalinich, if you're New York or Rochester, who are you taking from the Calgary Roughnecks? Champion Calgary Roughnecks. This one's tough. And, of course, last time they worked out a deal where they would not trade uh, Chiliano. Chiliano right? And that allowed them to dictate who the second player that would be drafted was, which was Garrett Mack. Correct. Now, to explain to the fans here, because they might be scratching their heads a bit, and I explained this in the article as well. Why are you protecting Westberg? Well, tough. Reese Dutch likely not going to play next season. His injury is pretty severe, right? And that's the reason why Reese Dutch is not protected. As much as he's the overtime hero, and I love him to death. Hope he gets better soon. That's the reason he's not protected. Westberg, either they got to make up or they got to trade him, and his trade value is a little bit better. Uh, when I go through this list, who am I going to? Who am I gonna? I'll tell you this. I, if I'm one of these guys, mm. I look at Greg Harnett. Reason I say that is, think back to when we had um, Mouse on just after the championship. Greg Harnett. We asked him the we asked him who is that player that doesn't get the accolades that's a big part of your team. Mm-hmm. Greg Harnett. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm not too worried about Dan McRae. He's actually an unrestricted really? free agent. Okay. Because yeah, I yeah. think there's a guy with Rochester ties, Evan, uh, you know, the former IRT product. He knows the area. Um, I think he's really a guy that they would be willing to go out and franchise um, they, by selecting That's him. what they would have to do. You yeah. Know? Well, I think they will. I think uh, I think Rochester might do that. I think they might do that. All right, yeah. make your pick, Seven. Who but, is Calgary going to lose? Greg Harnett's definitely going to be on that list. Okay. Uh, who the other guy is going to be? That's a tough one. Like I said, I haven't had had zero time. Come on, Evan. Uh, trying to think here. Don't overthink it. Make a pick. Tyler Burton. Okay. 
I will go with Dan McCray and Chad Cummings. Got it? Got it. Colorado is next, Evan Schemenauer. They only protected four forwards, Kyle Killen, Ryan Lee, Jacob Rue, and Eli McLaughlin. They protect Edwards, Stewart, Gillis, Capito, Hope, Coates, and Dylan Ward, obviously. Uh, so left open here for the Mammoth, Noble, Vitarelli, who I, you may correct me on that one. I'm not sure of his contract status, Evan. Uh, Non-franchisable UFA. So he, he's free to go anywhere he wants. He can't even franchise him. Okay, so uh, nobody's taking Corey Vitarelli. Uh, Chris Wardle, Jeff Wittig, Brad Self, another contract I don't know enough about. Uh, Johnny Lintz and Steve Fryer available from the Mammoth. A um, little surprised not to see Wittig protected. Up front, um, but, you know, they, they get a chance to protect an extra D guy here. Who are you, who are you taking off of Colorado, Evan? The first thing that jumps off the page at me is Jeremy Noble. And, yes, he had a bad season last season. Let's get over that for a second. A new system, a new team. He is just way too good not to take a chance on somewhere. That's the guy that I, you know, I got to take a look at and say he's definitely there. The other one, I'm torn between three guys, Wittig, Wardle, and Fryer. Mm. Now, who is that second goaltender? Fryer is a, definitely a good candidate. I, I'm going to go on a different team for that other goaltender. I'm going to say Jeff Wittig goes. I think he just showed so much promise at the end of last year. You got to take a chance on the kid. So you're going Noble and Wittig. Yep. I'm going to go Fryer and Noble. Fryer and Noble. Uh, I think Fryer's. I just they're not taking Wardle because he's a Victoria guy and he's not going to Halifax or New York every weekend and, and probably not relocating either. Um, John Lance, you know, passed his. Best before date, I would have to say. Uh, still a serviceable player, but not somebody you're going to invest in in years to come for. So, yeah, I think Steve Fryer's ready to become a starter in the National Lacrosse League, and I think you're dead on about Noble. Fresh start, new place, uh, will revitalize him. So Noble and Fryer for me. Got it? Yeah, and I, I like I said, I can't disagree with it because Fryer is one of those three or four goaltenders that you got to look at in mm. this draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we go. Next up is the Georgia Swarm, and uh, some interesting notes out of here. They did not protect a goaltender, and this is what you were alluding to earlier here, Evan. Up front, it's Lyle, Miles, Stotts, Jackson, Zed Williams on the back end. Jordan McIntosh, Noble, Brian Cole, uh, Tutton, Bomberry, and Wiedemann. And like I said, no goaltenders protected. So left open, Heine Thompson, uh, Mike Poulin, Orleman, both goaltenders available there, Connor Sellers, Alex Krepensek, Joel Tinney, Leo Sturros, uh, and Holden Katoni, who they just traded for, giving up Jesse King. I know they got Bomberry in the deal as well, Evan, but... Man, uh, to expose Holden Katoni in this situation was pretty eye-raising for me to see. But again, pretty deep team there in Georgia, and you can't protect everybody. So 
If you're uh, New York or Rochester here, Evan, who are you taking from the Georgia Swarm? Yeah, I'm stunned by Katoni, too, for the simple reason they protected four righties up front and just one lefty. So mm. how are you going to balance that? That's why I had Zed Williams on my list originally as unprotected because you had to keep that balance. Holden Katoni, as good as gone. He's just too talented. Now, Mike Poulin was one of the guys that's on the unprotected list. Don't worry about him. He is a non-franchisable UFA. He's coming back to Georgia. I anticipate he's going to sign within days of this expansion draft being over. So don't worry about him. The guy that I'm targeting right now as the second pick, Kevin Orland. This guy is having one insane year with Coburg right now. And the, the, the upside is there. There isn't a deep pool of goaltenders. They're going to need one. This is the guy that I'm banking the franchise on in the future. Okay. Uh, valid points there. Valid points. Uh, I will say for, for young Orleman, you know, the, the, the major series league is not the National Lacrosse League. Smaller nets, wooden goal sticks. Uh, the quality of shooter, just a slight tad lower as well. Um, and I think he's he's still got uh, – he's good young goaltender, uh, no doubt about it. I already put Higgins on my list, right? And Fryer. Yeah. I, man, I, I'm kind of second-guessing myself on that because I think there's another goaltender in this uh, expansion draft that's going to be selected. Yeah, pretty uh, obvious one. Can you? I guess you could take two goaltenders as as an expansion team, right? There's nothing stopping you from doing that. No, nothing stopping you. Okay, so that 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 opens me back up. I'm going to say it for this one. I think Katoni, you're right. I think too talented to to pass up. And I'm going to go Joel Tinney uh, from the Georgia Swarm. I think uh, I think young Joel Tinney is ready to to jump up and didn't really get a solid look in Georgia, but when he was there, didn't look out of place one bit. And uh, I think he's a pretty marketable guy as well. So give me Joel Tinney and holding Katoni. Got it. Got it. Halifax Thunderbirds. Uh, this is a bit of a perplexing one here, Evan. Right off the top, they protect Ryan Banesh. You're saying there was absolutely no need to do that. Uh, but they do protect Ryan Banesh, Jackson, Jameson, Shanks, Burke. And then on the back end, Barclay, Gillies, Hossick, Magnan, Withers, and Warren Hill as their goaltender, which leaves open... And and I like for me, I don't think the Thunderbirds have to worry a whole lot about who they lose at this point. But it seems silly because they could have protected Chris Bushy. He'll be one of the guys that goes, I think. And then you got Robertson, Keo, Van Sheppen, and Goodleaf, and there's not much else there really that they have to worry about being exposed. No, Ryan Banesh, yeah, he's a non-franchisable UFA. He can go wherever he likes. So why protect him? It, it did made zero sense, especially now when you expose a guy like Bushi to the draft. It, I wonder if that's it, just, just an there. error. I wonder if Kurt Styers just made an error and didn't realize that that was Benash's contract situation. I, I don't know. And I, I mean, I, that one, the fact that he's a non-franchisable UFA, I've got that one confirmed. So it's not like it's an error in, in anything there. Yeah, yeah very strange. Uh, All right, who are you, so, who are you picking? So, so Bushi is is 
definitely on the list. Okay, I'll There's take Bushi as well, no just way. to cut down on time here, Evan. We're both taking Bushi. Yeah. Go ahead, your second pick. Yeah, this is where it gets tough because the the depth of the lineup is just not there after the trade deadline. <sighs> oh, give me Eric Fennell. I, it, it's a guy that had a rough season too, but I think has got some upside potential. Okay. I'm going to take uh, Luke Van Sheppen. Luke Van Sheppen. I just like to say the name Luke Van Sheppen more than anything, Evan. Uh, I'm really just guessing here. No, I'm actually kidding. I I got to watch uh, Van Sheppen play to a cup last year, first and in person, and uh, off to another solid start in his rookie campaign with Brampton. Uh, I think the kid's got a ton of upside. Give me Luke Van Sheppen. Van Sheppen, Evan. Got it? I got it. New England Black Wolves are next, Evan, as we roll along here on our uh, expansion coverage here of the NLL protection list. New England Black Wolves protect Callum Crawford, Steph LeBonk, Riley O'Connor, Joey Rez, Derek Downs. On defense, John LaFontaine, Bomberry, Watkinson, Nishimura, Tchaikovsky, and goaltender Dougie Jameson. That leaves open the likes of Tyler Digby, David Brock, Andrew Suter, their captain, Brett Manny, Joel Coyle, Ryan Fournier, Alexis Bouquet, who they gave up a first-round pick to acquire. Uh, who are you taking from the Black Holes, Evan? And maybe to simplify this a bit, there's a, there's a number of names there. You wonder why they're not protected. David Brock, Andrew Suter, Kevin Buchanan are all uh, free agents. And in fact, uh, Brett Manny is a non-franchisable free agent. Okay, Alex Bouquet. Alex Bouquet is the obvious pick. Uh, you're looking for a goaltender that's actually got some NLL experience. He's got NLL experience. That's the reason that you've got to go to Alex Bouquet. Um, pretty obvious. One, the one advantage that New England's got is they too have. A, an aging lineup, so a lot of these guys are free agents and whatnot. But here's the one name that stood out that they didn't protect, and this would make a decent fit with both Rochester and New York because he lives not too far away, Tyler Digby. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so you're taking Bouquet and Digby? That's right. Ooh, one of these teams is going to need a face-off guy. Ryan Fournier, pretty good face-off guy. Uh, Brandon Cleland available in San Diego. Jay Thornbird available in Toronto. I think Digby goes. Give me Digby. And I think young Joel Coyle is going to get picked up. I think he's got a lot of upside. The former Orangeville Northman captain. I think he's a young, up-and-coming player that could be selected. Give me Joel Coyle. From the Black no, I, I, that's not a bad selection either. Thank you, Evan. I appreciate your opinion on my selection. As we move along here, you got it? You got it down? Got it down. Okay, Philadelphia Wings are up next. They protected zero goaltenders, Evan, uh, just like the Georgia Swarm. I don't think they're in risk of losing either one of their goaltenders. Um, so smart play there. Kyle Matisse was approved as a transition player, by the way. They protect Crowley, Courier, Rambo, Reardon, Hickey up front. On the back, Charbonneau, 
Patton, Matisse, Baptiste, Wagner, and Yoke. So, uh, not much available, really, for selection from the Philly Wings. This I only put down four, four, four names here, Evan. And Jordan Hall, Von Harris, Frank Brown, and Justin Gutterding. I don't know if you have anything to add to that list. No, that's about it on my end, too. Who are you taking? Taking Frank Brown and taking Von Harris. Me, right? too. Just like... Yeah, liking the upside on both those. Yeah, I think that's pretty straightforward stuff there. So let's move along. Unless you don't got it yet. You got it, Evan? Oh, I got it. Okay. San Diego Seals are next. Uh, What do we got? We got uh, four teams left here, Evan. Moving along. San Diego protects Austin Stotts, Connor Fields, Casey Jackson, uh, Kyle Buchanan, and Connor Kiernan. And on the back end, Brody Merrill, Cam Holding, Soriketti, Garrett McIntosh, Drew Belgrave, and Frankie Shiliano in goal. That leaves open the likes of Garrett Billings, Turner Evans, Tor Reinhold, Brandon Clellan, and young Ryland Hartley. Evan, who are you taking? Who you got, Evan? And, and once again, San Diego's a team with a ton of free agents. Paul Dawson, Dan Dawson, Carl Hartzell are all non-franchise. Why I didn't list them? You know, Garrett McIntosh, Garrett Billings, Cam Holding, Tyler Carlson, Kyle Buchanan are all UFAs, although Buchanan would definitely get franchised. Garrett Billings I debated on for some time, but the thing is he's one year away from being a non-franchisable UFA. He's probably not going out east, not going to put him down. There's one obvious name here. He's from out east. He was their first pick of the last expansion draft, Turner Evans. And I'm stunned they didn't protect him. The other name has now got to be Connor Kelly. I, you know, the third of the Connors. But, you know, I, once again, a young upstart, I think, that can make a difference on a team. Okay. I'm going to go with Turner Evans because I think that's a no-brainer. Uh, he'll go back east and uh, to one of those teams and, and be a focal point there. The other one is goaltender Hartley. Uh, Evan, I this kid is the real deal. He's kind of the next one in line as far as being the next up-and-coming great goaltender like a Jameson or a Del Bianco. I think this kid's the next one. And he's a bit of a project. I think he's still a couple years away, maybe a year for sure. But I don't think you can pass up on him. I think you got to take this kid, let him be your backup for a year, try and get his feet wet. And sooner or later, he is going to be your starting guy. Uh, so give me Evans and Hartley. Hartley from San Diego. Got it down. Two, three teams left here, Evans. Saskatchewan uh, is up next. They protect Mark Matthews, Ryan Keenan, Ben McIntosh, Robert Church, and Connor Robinson. On offense, uh, note the t- note the tone yeah. of my voice uh, when I say Connor Robinson. On defense, Rubish, Messenger, Hosick, Dilks, Corbeil, and Evan Kirk, which leaves open Evan uh, Curtis Knight, Marty Dinsdale, Adam Shute, the Cornwall brothers, Nick Beelich, Jordy Jones Smith, Nick Finley. Evan, who you got? Uh, this is uh, this is actually fairly easy for me. Curtis Knight, I'm actually a little surprised, was exposed. He's been Derek Keenan's favorite for a very long time. 
and I was hearing mixed messages for some time from the rush whether that last pick was going last protected spot was Connor Robinson or Curtis Knight. I assumed it was going to be Knight because he's out east. Robinson isn't, um, but you know I'm not surprised that it's Robinson. Overly, it's it's that last spot. But Curtis Knight is definitely on the list. The second pick, this is a tough one, but here's how I play it out. You got both um, Jeff Cornwall, you know, and you also got, uh, oh, God, brain fart right now. But um, anyways, Jeff Cornwall is the second pick. And the reason I say that, I don't think Cornwall's actually going to end up in either Rochester or New York. I think he's going to get traded somewhere out west. Keep in mind this with the rush. They have four first-round picks this year. They've got a ton of assets to try and get some of these guys back. Okay, so it's Curtis Knight and it's Jeff Cornwall for you? That's Those are your two selections? That's right. Yep. Okay. And I, you know, and I'm glad, you know, I didn't, didn't surprise me, but I'm really glad they protected Matt Hossick. Yeah, no, absolutely. They had to protect Matt Hossick. He he was he was great uh this year. Um I'm gonna go up the board here a little bit, Evan. I'm gonna say Nick Finley is gonna be one of the selections. I think he's gonna go to Halifax. He's out of Ottawa, Evan, and I think remember Halifax is in the expansion team. Oh my bad. Then I'm changing my pick. I always get that confused. Um okay, well that changes <laughs> everything for me um then i am gonna select curtis knight for one and jordy jones smith and think about it how unreal it is that marty dinsdale isn't on either of our lists yeah you know the guy should be a target is that's just how deep this roster is yeah i just i think the the geography is going to come into play with the Eastern teams, especially when they're picking from Western teams and not only Western teams, but guys that are located on the West coast, I think is it's got to play in to the decision-making of these teams. Are these guys going to relocate? Are they going to travel every weekend? What's that travel going to be like on those guys? If they do travel every weekend to the East coast, it's taxing Evan. And, and if guys are just not willing to relocate, then unless you have a trade to make to get them back, then I just I don't or to get something else for them, I don't see you I don't see you picking a whole lot of Western based players. No, I mean Jeff Cornwall is not playing out east. I know that. But I think he, his trade value is pretty high and I'm certain that a San Diego or a Colorado, or even a Calgary would love to get their hands on them. Sure, sure. I yeah, I don't know. I and I don't know if Saskatchewan will even let that happen. You know, maybe they use their picks to get Cornwall back um, if he is selected. But I'm going to go uh, Curtis Knight and Jordy Jones Smith, Evan. Uh, just putting geography into the equation there when it comes to Saskatchewan. Got it. All right. Two teams left here as we roll along. Uh, Toronto, Schreiber, Hellier, Jones, Palace, Craig up front. On the back end, Harris, Cree, Rogers, Hostrauser, Sorensen, and Nick Rose in goal. This should be pretty straightforward here, Evan. Left open, Kier- Kiernan McArdle, Dan Lintner, Slade, Damon Edwards, Sheldon Burns, and Jay Thornburg. Who you got? I don't know if this is straightforward. There were, like,
Yeah, there's there's a few odd surprises here. I, I did not anticipate Johnny Powell to be protected. That that did shock me. But the obvious one is Kieran McCardle, just because yes. geography plays into that decision in a heartbeat. You know, he's he's from the New York area, so it's, it's not like he's traveling anywhere. Second pick on that one, Reed Reinhold. Mm. Now, a guy that's missed this last season because of injuries, but a world of talent. And as long as he's healthy, and I don't know what his health is, but if he's able to play, I'm taking him in a second. Okay. Um, I'm going to go McCardle, and I'm going to go Sheldon Burns. I think you you need to have a little bit of defense to go along with your offense uh, when you're building a team. Burns didn't play a ton last year for Toronto, but uh, he's having a good summer so far, and big, strong, strapping guy. I think uh, they got him back in that Steph LeBlanc deal, right? So they paid a pretty high price. Yeah, they did. To, to get Sheldon Burns, and they left him exposed. I think one of those two teams takes Burns. So give me McCardle and Burns. Got it? Got it. One team to go. It's the Vancouver Warriors. They protect Keegan Ball, Mitch Jones, Anthony, Tony Malcolm, Logan Schuss, Jordan McBride on the back end, Matt Beers, uh, Burton, their draft pick, who did not play a single game last year. Uh, Justin Salt, Chris O'Doherty, who did not play a single game last year. James Ray listed as a transition player as they got away with that. And uh, Eric Penny in goal, which leaves open John Luke Chetner, Brandon Goodwin, Owen Barker, the brothers Porter, Aaron Bold. Uh, Anyone I left off, Evan, who are you taking? You know, this is a crapshoot. Sorry, Evan, start again there because you just dropped out on me yeah, for some reason. Sure. It's a crapshoot on Vancouver. The, the roster just isn't that deep. And, you know, where do you go with some of this? Colton Porter, not on the list. Zach Porter, not on the list. Yeah. You know, who else is even there? Like, you know, an Owen Barker or Sean Luke Shatner. Give me the porters, both of them. <laughs> wow. Okay. Didn't see that coming from you. Uh, man, who do you take on Vancouver? I'm looking at it right now. And for those that don't know, Aaron Bull is a non-franchisable UFA, so take him right out of the equation. I think Chetner has got to go uh, for one one of my picks. And, man, Evan, I don't know. <laughs> Dallas but, Wade. Mean, I'll pick Dallas like, Wade as the yeah. other. I mean, that's just how thin their roster is. Yeah. Keep in mind, you know, Ranford got selected from this team last year. Right. It could be anybody. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll go Chetner and Dallas Wade. Make sure it's Dallas Wade, not Nate Wade. Yep. Got it. Uh, okay. That was that was an extended segment right there. Our expansion protection list recap. We picked who we think each team will lose. We will see how it plays out on July the ninth. That was good stuff there, Evan. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back on the other side and uh, we'll get into some news and notes from around the world of lacrosse and play a quick round. Of who you got for old time sake next here on Extreme Threads Lacrosse Classified on the Wax All Stars Podcast Network. Associated Labels and Packaging is in the business of creating first impressions. 
They'll help you reflect your company values accurately by offering solutions that fit your product needs. With the latest in printing technology and over 35 years of experience, Associated Labels and Packaging is the perfect fit for your company to take your labels and packaging to the next level. Hey, this is Shane Jackson of the Georgia Swarm. You're listening to Lacrosse Class 5 Black All-Stars. We're only game one podcast at a time. Welcome back to Lax Class, presented by Associated Labels and Packaging, creating first impressions. Find them online at associated-labels.com or their social media at Associated LP. Need a label? Need a package? Associated Labels and Packaging are your people. Jake Elliott, uh, back for another segment here with Evan Schemenauer as uh, no, no more Brad Challenger, Evan. So I need somebody to play who you got with. Uh, and I figured <laughs> I, I, I couldn't do worse than Brad. Could I? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I don't know if that's why he secretly just packed it in because he was worried about his, who you got record and just couldn't take, uh, couldn't take the stress. Maybe. I don't know. Um, who you got is presented by Stampede Tack and Western where your complete source for boots and motorcycle leathers and Gary ever ridden, ridden a motorcycle, Evan? Uh, well, not a motorcycle. No, I, I can't admit that. But in Bermuda, we drove around mopeds. Yeah, those don't count. Those don't Constantly. count. Constantly. No, those they don't, don't count. count. But if you need, if you ever need some motorcycle leathers or gear, Evan, the summer riding season is here. You need the right stuff when you're out there cruising on your bike. Uh, check out Stampede Tech and Western Wear. More than just country stuff. They got camping, outdoors, motorcycle gear, you name it, stampede.ca is uh, where you can find that. Shopping online, shopping local. Okay, Evan, uh, who you got on deck here? Uh, You know the deal because I know you listen. Uh, It is five games, five different leagues, game of the week in each league. Make your pick. Uh, Let's start in the Rocky Mountain Lacrosse League. Uh, I'll, I'll let you... Get into this first. You want to host, or I guess I have to host because I have the games in front of me. You got the games. You get to host. All right. Uh, it is the SWAT at the Mounties on Friday. Evan, who you got? This is something that's interesting here. The SWAT, if they sweep the two games in Calgary this weekend, first one's against the Valley, second one's against the Raiders, basically they're in the driver's seat. It would take an absolute miracle for them not to finish first. Absolutely amazing job by the SWAT again. Am I picking against the SWAT? <laughs> Not in a million years. I saw in that Kinsman Arena when they found out that Chalner had oh, picked the Mounties no. a few weeks ago. No. How hard they took it? Really? Um, yeah, they were they were trying to use it as motivation at that time. Oh man, they somehow lost that game, but. Yeah, they were not happy. There is no way I'm entering the Kinsman Arena ever again if I took the Mounties. So, so I'm the, taking the SWAT. The, ch- <laughs> the Chancellor got the pick right, but uh, he pissed off Sask Nation. I'm not going against Rush Nation or SWAT Nation either, for that matter. Give me the SWAT as well over the Mounties. On Friday night, uh, moving along into the Ontario Junior Lacrosse Association, or league, I should say. And I know I've been picking Orangeville games week after week after week here, Evan, but they've literally been involved in the best game of the week every week. So that's kind of the point of this. I take the best game of the week, and Orangeville has just been involved in that game every single week, which they are again 
It's a rematch of just a heck of a lacrosse game a couple of weeks ago where it was St. Catharines at Orangeville, 8-7 the final in the bunny barn there for the Hornheads. Uh, it's the return match. It's Orangeville at St. Catharines on Wednesday, Evan. That's tomorrow. Who you got? For some reason, Orangeville hasn't played their best game when they've been on Who You Got. <laughs> I don't know why. It's in St. Catharines. Give me the home team. Uh, maybe the the Who You Got curse keeps going on Orangeville here. Who knows? Okay. St. Kitts, 12-5. and five. Orangeville, 11-2-1. and one. But they're on the road. I just talked about Ryland Hartley and how good he is. I'm going to... I'm sticking with my hornheads here, man. Speaking of that, did you see that picture I posted up on Twitter, or, or somebody did, and I retweeted it, of the main Northmen? Have you seen this? They're, they they more or less have the exact same logo as the Orangeville Northmen. They use the hashtag horns up. I don't – some box lacrosse league in Maine, Massachusetts. Have you seen this? Uh, I mean, it's a little ridiculous, and – Hopefully they get called out on it. I, I doubt there's trademarks or things like that that prevents them from doing it. But, you know, in a small community like we've got, it's just wrong. Bad luck. Bad luck, Maine. Uh, you could be on the report cards next week um, if I can remember that. All right. Uh, you're taking St. Catharines. I'm taking Orangeville, which brings us to the BC Junior A Lacrosse League. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, Evan, but the Nanaimo Timbermen came up with a huge overtime victory over Langley last week. That was a devastating loss there for the Thunder, who now have two games left. They're at 10-8. and eight. Nanaimo has five games left. They're at 9-6 and six and have the season series against the Thunder. But the Burnaby Lakers did a huge favor to the Thunder who only have five wins on the season. They had four going into it, but they beat Nanaimo just a couple of days ago to give the Thunder life again. Uh, but a much easier schedule here for the Timberman down the stretch, but this is not an easy game for them on Sunday the 30th, and it could be a very crucial game for the Nanaimo Timberman as it's Junior Bellies at Nanaimo. Evan, who you got? Ooh. I, the island travel sometimes hurts teams. I think it just means a little more t- right now to Nanaimo. So give me, give me the plaid. Ooh, that is a that is a bold selection right there. I think the Bellies are starting to play their best lacrosse of the season at the right time. Uh, just picked up a new goaltender from the Oakville Buzz. I'm gonna take the Bellies here, Evan. Gonna take New Westminster to beat Nanaimo on the road on Sunday. Two more games to go here. Let's go to the major series, Evan. Uh, Senior Lacrosse in Ontario. And I got this one as Six Nations versus Oakville on Friday. Five and two Six Nations, four and four Oakville. And and I think that's got to be a little disappointing for the Rock at the middle stage of the season here, eight games in. Uh, they need to kind of get it going a little bit. Brampton nipping right at their heels. Uh, Six Nations at Oakville on Friday. Evan, who you got? Definitely was not impressed with Oakville's performance just a night ago here. You know, they, they lost to Brampton. Now, Brampton played well, but Oakville should not be losing to Brampton. 
Don't have much faith in the Rock. Give me the Chiefs. Okay. Um, I think I think Oakville's going to use that loss to Brampton as motivation. I think uh, being at home here, <clears throat> excuse me, is going to help their cause. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Oakville on a Friday night at the track here, Evan. I'm taking the Rock to beat Six Nations on Friday night. Last game, and it's tonight, Evan. Can't wait for this one. Uh, I wasn't scheduled to call it. I switched my schedule around just so I can call it. Tuesday night, tonight, June 25th, 6 and 4, Maple Ridge now going up against 5 and 6, excuse me, 6 and 2, Burnaby Lakers. This will decide the season series as well. Uh, both teams have won on each other's home floor. Berards apparently will have a full roster tonight, including the likes of Ben McIntosh and Curtis Dixon, just so you know here, Evan, when you're making this pick. Berards at Lakers. Who you got? Ever since Maple Ridge made all these big acquisitions, they haven't been playing well. But at some point, they got to get it together. There's just too much talent on this team. Not to pull it together. Give me the Berards. I think I'm going to take Maple Ridge as well. I just don't see them losing four games in a row. I know Burnaby's sitting there at six and two. They've been impressive, but I just I I think Maple Ridge has got to turn this thing around, and I think it starts tonight. Uh, I don't see him losing four in a row, so I'm going to take the Berards here. Tentatively taking the Berards, but with a stacked lineup, I. It's time to time to get going if you're Maple Ridge. Uh, so that is Stampy Tax. Who you got? A uh, few more minutes here on the Cross Classified before we get you on your way. I just want to go back to last Friday, as it was Aboriginal Day for uh, on on Friday there at the Lakers game. They did a nice little ceremony, uh, some some history, some drumming, some dancing uh, in the intermissions. Uh, always enjoyed seeing that. Um, especially at a lacrosse game. So shout out to the Lakers for doing that. Nice job. Uh, a rest in peace to the author of the Bible of lacrosse, Evan, uh, something I'm sure you're very familiar with. Um, Whomper, the man, um, finally passed away. What what a legend this guy was. Yeah, uh, the details of the stats were something else to see. It's actually interesting. You you shared your uh, your stat line for the Bible. Well, in nineteen ninety seven, you had five points and one hundred and twelve penalty minutes. Yes, that's a hell of a nice balance. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think uh, I think I led the league that year in in penalty minutes, and uh, I'm pretty sure out of I, I want to say like out of the hundred and twelve or seventeen or whatever it was, I want to say close to like ninety of those somebody somebody was joining me in the penalty box. So it was early in my career and uh, had to prove myself a little bit and, and was taking on all comers back in the, in those days, Evan. So uh, shout out to Womper and, and the Bible of lacrosse. Um, I saw Stan Shillington, who's kind of the, the Western version of Womper uh, here in BC. And, and I, and I asked Stan, you know, he, he's just a fabulous writer and just a wealth of, I asked him when he watched his very first WLA game, 1963. <laughs> He's been around the rinks watching WA lacrosse. It just blew my mind, uh, and he's still still kicking around. So, um, rest in peace, Wamper. Shout out to Stan Shillington as well. The Iroquois Nationals released their 34 man roster. I don't know why they 
pick 34, but they got to get it down to 23. I kind of went through it and and could, you know, pretty easily pick the eight guys I think that are going to get cut from that roster. But it is a a deep team, Evan. Like they they have more talent on that roster than they ever have before, and and nobody better be sleeping on the Nationals. I don't think anybody ever sleeps on them, but this is their best chance. Now, it's the one thing that's a little bit interesting when you look at it, there's a ton of firepower up, to, up front. They, in fact, may have better firepower than Canada up front. It's a question of who's, who's playing the back end, and that's always been their nemesis. You might see a Zed Williams or a Jeff Shatler playing back just because they got that much firepower going out the other door. Yeah, yeah, and then and then you know goaltending, the great equalizer, right? And and you know Canada's stacked in that regard, even though they don't have Matt Vince there, um, which you know is is a little uneasy not seeing forty eight uh, on that roster. But um, jog commitments, uh, second child on the way, and and been there, done that for Vino, so. Uh, just couldn't commit to it, um, but I think I think they'll be okay with Dylan Ward and, and Del Bianco and, and Mike Poulin as their third goaltender there. Um, but you know, with with Iroquois, they got Jamison, they got Warren Hill, they got Goodleaf, and I just I don't know if that's going to be enough to to handle the firepower that Canada's going to throw at them. So we'll no, see. But I mean, at least it's a case of. They've got somebody that can compete. Yeah, and I mean, if nothing else, like just getting to see the Iroquois play with that roster is going to be worth the price of admission. It's going to be so entertaining to watch that brand of lacrosse. I cannot wait. Uh, a couple and, and more. The finals, a finals, a one game win or winner take all, right? Yep. Yep. Dougie can stand on his head and we've seen him stand on his head. It could be the result they need. So you're, you're naming Jamison the starting goaltender already. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Uh, a couple more things here before we let you go on Lacrosse Classified. I want to give a shout out to my man Matt Anderson uh, and the whole gang at Lacrosse All Stars. Uh, Connor Wilson, Jeff Brunell, and, and everybody there really, but especially Matt, who I'm a pretty high maintenance guy. I've been and, and I've been uh, I've been getting into Matt a little bit about uh, you know the new logos and all the format changes and all the website updates and all the rest of it. Uh, Matt has has been such a help, and uh, shout out to him for the the wicked new logo he's going to put out. He's going to have to change it up a little bit now and take Brad's name back off it again, but that's okay. So I wanted to make sure I got a shout out into Matt Anderson and the whole gang at Lacrosse All Stars for the support that uh, they've given me and the podcast, uh, you know, for the the better part of uh, six seven months here so far, and hope the relationship continues for a long long time. Um, the last thing I want to mention here on Lacrosse Classified is the GoFundMe page for Emily Goss, who is the daughter of Wayne or not Wayne uh, Warren and Shauna Goss, and and Warren obviously the GM of the Junior Bellies and and son of of Sam Belly legend Wayne Goss. Um, their daughter was hit in London, England, uh, by a drunk driver and is uh, in hospital. Uh, an induced coma. I'm not sure if she's awake yet or not, but she's in for a long road of recovery and and could be uh, across the pond for a long, long time. And their family and their boyfriend and uh, all the people that need to be there are there now and and really need some support uh, financially to stay there with Emily uh, while she recovers. So uh, check my Facebook, check my uh, Twitter, 
Go to GoFundMe, look up Emily Goss. Uh, you will see her GoFundMe page, and I strongly encourage you to donate any little yeah. amount helps. Uh, just a awful, awful situation there. And, and, and also, if, if you uh, if you're interested, Jim Ellis has uh, put up a pair of signed Logan Chess gloves from back in his rookie year, back with the Minnesota Swarm. Go check his Twitter page out. Uh, he's got them up for auction. You know, go help a, a good cause. Yeah, whatever you can do to support is greatly appreciated. Uh, speaking of support, Evan, I appreciate yours uh, for coming on the podcast today, spending some time with me. I know you weren't really scheduled to do this this long, um, but with the way things shook down, you stepped up uh, as I knew you would, and, and I really appreciate it, man. And uh, who knows? You could be uh, appearing a little more frequently as we move along. Always happy to do it. This is uh, it's a pleasure being on the show all the time. Uh, pleasure is all mine, my friend. Uh, great job on the expansion draft. We'll revisit that uh, come July 9th. Uh, thanks to my man, Spicy Smokin' Pat Gregoire, for stopping by. And, of course, to you, the listener, for checking out Lacrosse Classified every single week here on the Lax All-Stars Podcast Network. Uh, special thanks to my sponsors of course, Stampede Tack, Pure Vita Labs, Associated Labels and Packaging, and our title sponsor, Extreme Threads. Appreciate the support. Make sure you support our sponsors if you like this podcast. That's the way you keep it going. Don't forget to give us a follow on social media. You can find the show at LaxClass on Twitter, at Lacrosse Classified on Instagram. We've got a Facebook page as well. You can find me all the time. I'm always around at PXP for sports. Any platform you want to go on, put in PXP for sports. You're probably going to find me. Uh, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, you name it. Wherever you find your podcast, you will find Lacrosse Classified via the Lacrosse All-Stars podcast network. Hit that subscribe button and uh, you'll be happy you did that. All right. We got to get out of here for Pat Gregoire and Evan Sheminar. I've been Jake Elliott. And for the fastest game on two feet and for the creator, enjoy the games, everybody.